Hey everybody, welcome to Unscripted Unlimited. I'm Dan Hummer and I'm here with my big brother Decky. Yo. And we're here with our little sexy Eric. What's up? <laughs> we're here to talk some big brother How tonight, you? baby. I'm doing good. How are you guys? Not too bad. We're here to talk I'm some good. Baby. We got the top ten hot takes tonight, and we're also gonna talk a little current to start the show. It's been a hell of a Big Brother season. We got about a month left. We got eight house guests left. We're going to rate them all like we usually do. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, Goodbye, Cameron. It was a nice run. Uh, But we're here to talk about the current house guests. And and then we're going to get into our top ten hot takes on Big Brother history and unpopular opinions, just stuff that people might not agree with that we think are uh, might rile some feathers. Yeah. Uh, Which is what I like to do. So that's one of your favorite things on planet Earth. So let's start. Me we'll too. Start with, I know you do, you little bastard. Hey, you do mostly to us. Uh, we're gonna start with Bowie Jane. Where she ranks? One out of ten. And her position in the game, how she, like win equity, all that shit. I, I'll I'll say this because this is something I read yesterday. Uh so, right now, Jag is the invisible HOH, right? Yes. But he told everybody. Yes. Because he's a moron. Yes. <laughs> uh, he could probably be called a Jag-off. Uh, it's a hockey term. Anyway. Uh, so, yesterday, apparently, he toyed with the idea, because he wants Blue to go home, he toyed with the idea of a blue back door and putting Felicia, Felicia and Bowie Jane, Bowie Jane up as pawns. Yeah. And Bowie Jane heard that and she was pissed. She didn't like that. She was so mad. I'm no fool. Yeah. Because I mean, it's because of Jag. She got rid of her closest ally. Yeah, exactly. So one guy that would protect her so now you got to protect her. You can't just go and put her on the block right away. Yeah. That's a bad move. Like uh, I don't blame her for freaking the fuck out. Yeah, I so, would too. That was a good reaction, and she got her way. So that kind of shows she has some agency in the game to make some. Yeah, she has some sway. Yeah, well, because remember, Jag wanted to. Jag wants to uh, have the final five be him, Matt. Sari, Felicia, and Bowie Jane, because he knows him and Matt could beat Sari, Felicia, right. and Bowie Jane in competitions. Uh, he could have used this invisible HOH to anonymously take out Corey in America, but he's not going to do that. Instead, he told Corey in America, hey, I'm the invisible HOH. Yeah. Uh, as far as Bowie Jane's I wouldn't position... Know I was in huh? Why would you Why would you tell anybody? Because you're an idiot. Because uh, they didn't put a rule on him not to say something, which they should have done. Yeah. So, as far as Bowie Jane's position in the game, uh, I think a lot of people take her to final three. I really do. I I, I do too. Yep. Because she kind of backdoored, unintended, her way into that HOH. Yeah. Uh but right now, I think her position in the game, I'd put her at a six. I'd give her a six, too, because I still think a lot of people plan on clipping her at some point. But 
She's had a lot of people's end game goals in some way. So the only person who she's in the end game goal with, she's not in Sari's end game. She's not in Felicia's end game. And speaking of, let's touch on Sari next. Uh, Jared might get upset with that. I first read it that way. I was like, oh, yeah. But uh, I think Sari, after running the game so so in a crazy fashion early on (coughs) in a hectic way with Izzy and and all the the ongoings of of those scenarios and uh, flip-flopping every week and then finally getting caught and Corey kind of – you know, getting her and Jared and Jared getting evicted and her being by herself with really no allies left. She's just kind of got Mama Felicia and they've had their differences. Uh, she's kind of played a very low-key game from now on. And she's try- and like she said, she's going to sneak her way to the end. I think she's doing the perfect – everybody still likes her. Her social game's still on point. Uh, it, but she's playing more low-key and less loyal because she doesn't have anybody that she really cares about anymore. She likes Matt still, but she still feels burned by him, so – yeah, uh, and Sari, I think, is still in a decent spot. I give her about an eight, still. I would, I would say about an eight too, because I really do think that she has. I mean, personally, if somehow it ended up being her and and Jag in the final two, yeah. I, I would say she would beat Jag. Yeah, she would beat Jag because Jag is going to burn a lot of people. I think she's beaten most people besides Matt. But let's let's go on Jag now, because I think. Wait, I get I give three and seven. <laughs> there you go. Let's go on Jag. Uh, and Eric, you could start with Jag. What would you give him? And how do you feel about him? Uh, he's a current HOH. Um, he's playing okay games since coming back. I mean, he's him and Matt are probably the best duo in the house right now. I would give him. Seven and a half. I think he's win. I think he can win the game if if he has good jury management. Go ahead. If he owns up to his. If he owns up to his um game. Yeah. The the thing about him is that he didn't have good jury management with the way he fucked over Cam. No. Uh but he still makes that up. Huh? Mm-hmm. I'm, he can still make that up in his, in his final speech if he gets to the end. He, he could. But the thing is, is that Jag is playing Big Brother. I think the way – and a lot of people get mad at Big Brother. Like, they hate Jag now. I always have, so my opinion of him really doesn't change. Yeah. But – Jag is playing Big Brother the way you are supposed to fuck people over in this game. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's like one of the rules. And people are getting pissed off at the way Jag played and all that. Well, here here's an idea for all the people that are getting mad. If you don't like the way Big Brother is being played, bitch about it or quit watching it. And ratings will go, go down, and maybe CBS will finally cancel this fucking show. Hopefully, they never do. But uh, I think the the problem with Jag's game, and the fun part about Jag's game, is that when it got resurrected by Matt, and then when Cameron kind of blew up everything with Ceres side, and, and uh, 
Corey took that shot. It opened up Jag's game, and then him and Matt got together and really started to run this deal. But he's been the figurehead. He seems to really like talking strategy and being a strategist. He's not the best at it. I don't think he's the worst either. But Matt is just playing a by far better game, and Jag's the figurehead to the point to where there's going to be a double or something, and both of them are going to get put up. And they're going to end up voting Jag out, even though that's a terrible mistake. And if you have that shark like Matt on, you should take Matt out. But they would send Jag home because everybody loves Matt. Yeah. Matt Matt has played the sweet, innocent, like, likable guy. And Jag has kind of been the front runner of, like, this, like, massive duo. So I don't like Jag's chances in the future. So I'm going to give him a six, too. Because even though he's the current HOH, in the upcoming weeks, he's going to need Matt to win to keep protecting his ass. Well, and here's the thing. Matt is the best competitor. Well, actually, no, Jag technically is the best competitor because he's won a couple of vetoes. He's now won an HOH. But the thing is that, like, you would think he he does not want to take the big shot at Corey in America yet. Because now he's talking about, you know, Corey in America – because he thinks he could beat them in a competition. Yeah, but the mistake that he's making is Matt's just got a way better social game than where he has people feeling comfortable, and Jag can't make people feel comfortable. Yeah. Even Corey, like, we, we saw it on yep. Thursday night when Corey's, like, trying to get reassurance about Blue and stuff, and Jag just keeps saying, yeah, yeah. And he's like, so if you're talking to uh, Blue, is it going to be Corey's going up? He's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, dude, you got to, like, stop. He needs to play a better social game and, like, really make these people feel comfortable. Even he, though he did a good job with Cameron because in Cameron's interviews, he's still saying he's rooting for Matt and Jag. Yeah. So even though Jag fucked Cameron over and completely played him, Jack, Cameron does not have too sour of a taste in it. Well, and that's the thing. is that Remember, Cam blamed himself. Yeah. Because he, he said he he basically – he he mistakenly gave Jag that information. Yeah. He screwed up because he knew, or he should have known that Jag would have turned his words around because he knew he was a commander. Because he also knows that he tr- that when Jag technically got evicted, it was, it was because of Cameron. Yeah, it was on his HOH. They were kind of rivals the whole game, and they never really liked each other. They yeah. had to align to each other for purposes. But it's kind of like Jeff and Russell. Uh, like they had to get together and do the twists and stuff and certain yeah. things. But then uh, when it came time for Jeff to take out Russell, he took it. Well, I mean, he was also double-crossed by uh, Natalie and uh, and he, Kevin, but that's... He was, but he might have came up with that plan on his own, too. Who knows? Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, actually, we, we never will see, but... But, yeah. Give Jag a rating and let's move on. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna say seven right now. I... Uh, I will say this about like his conversation with Corey the other day. You, I, I, at the time, and I told you this at the time, I really think you needed to drug test Jag at that time. Cause he acted like a stoner, like the way he's just like, oh, no, no, no. and I'm like, dude, <laughs> like at least like, and, and this is why sometimes like I, I kind of like I, what I try to get like motivation out of you sometimes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, and it's just like you're just, uh, you're just like yeah, we're good, we're good, we're good. And Jag's just like it. Jag like up that times ten. And I was just like, Jesus <laughs> nice Jag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Corey. Ah, uh, I think he's not in the greatest position. 
But if Jag and Matt decide to keep it, I think Matt's a little too scared of him to where if Matt wins into H, I think Corey and America are on the block. But uh, wasn't Matt on board with uh, Matt was on board with Cam backdooring Corey? Yeah, yeah, he does not like Corey that much. And but Jag, you know, fought for it. Yeah, Jag fought for it because Jag likes Corey better than he liked Cam. Exactly. So. Which should have said to Cam, backdoor this motherfucker. I think Corey could easily go home next week. I don't think he goes home this week. But if Blue wins a veto, maybe Jag gets trigger happy. So who knows? Uh, well, he was freaking out about it. And he he had said, because it's actually the multiplicity veto. So there's two vetoes on the line. Oh, shit. And if both nominees come down, I guess Matt told Jag, it's like, well, we might as well take the shot at Corey in America. And Jag's like, no, I'm just going to put up Bowie and Sari. He does not want to, Jag does not want to take the shot. Yeah. Jag is a pussy. A pussy. And because he is such a pussy, I can, and I think Corey's position is actually better in, in the game. If Matt can't win an HOH, because Jag is such a pussy, him not back, him not putting up Corey in America is going to bite him in the ass, and it's going to be better for Corey. So I'm giving Corey a, an eight right now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be drastically different and go a five because I think he could get even taken out this week if not next week. And that situation, if somebody wins, I'm going to give him an eight. Well, because to me, if Blue, Sari, Felicia. A lot of people, if they win next week, it could be him and America on the block, and I don't see America going home in that situation. So I'm going to go with five. Yeah, because yeah, Corey has been the actions. Corey has – it's been America's words, but Corey's been the one acting. And he's been the figurehead, and he's been the one getting called out. Her a little bit, but mostly him. Yeah. Like five times now. Well, e- even like when – Where they're Fel- making jokes about it now. When Felicia – even tried to call him out and America was sticking up for him, Corey's just like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And it's just like, and America's getting pissed off. I was like, dude, I'm supposed to be your girl and I'm sticking up for you and you're going to let me take the, take the, the bullet? Yeah. And Corey's just like, yeah, pretty much. We're going to play pool. And it, it's just like, he's like that uh, the mastermind uh the mastermind bank robber that does that basically does all the crime and takes all the hostages and all that. But then when he finally is caught by police, he's the one that throws his accomplice in front of him and she takes the bullets. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to agree with Doug. So, but no, I, I would give him an eight because if Jag doesn't grow a set. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Which I don't think he's gonna. All right, how do we feel about America? I'd give her a six. I really don't see her. Uh, I I do think her mouth is going to get her in trouble. It could. I could see her getting clipped at any point. If she's in the final two at all, she wins. I'm going to give her a six as well. But I do think she has power to last a little longer than Corey. So that's yeah. why I'm going to go a little higher. Eric? I'm going to give her a four. Okay. I don't think she has chance to win. Blue. Oh, she's got she's got to win this veto. 
she doesn't win this fit right now. I mean, when we get the results, I'm sure it might change, but she's looking like a two right now. She's the main target. Yeah. And yeah. again, there, you Double know, veto though, so who knows? Cam was doing a lot of this, you know, Cam was telling her the truth, but she doesn't like Cam. She's friends with Jag and Matt. That's why she's just like, fuck you. And then Sari tells her the exact same thing that Cam told her. Oh, well, maybe I should listen to this. It's like, oh, just because you were boinking this woman's son, like, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the only reason why you're listening to her. It's because Sari might be your mother-in-law. Yeah. I mean, I think Blue's extremely useless, so I'm, I'm going to say right now, until we know the results of the veto, uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two. I just see what if I'm going to get not to back away from the Corey thing, but like, let's say Bob of B and Blue both would veto Mary Corey right there. <laughs> well, no, that, that's the thing. That's the thing. Jag said no, because Matt said we might as well. Jag said no. He said it's just going to be Bowie and Sari. Matt thinks that's stupid. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, that's what makes Matt Jag Matt going to be Jag. Matt doesn't get rid of Jag soon. It's going to be Matt's downfall. Uh, yeah, Jag is just like Jag is a is a evil mastermind, but he's that evil mastermind that uh, um is afraid that. Is kind of afraid to take too many risks. He, well, he's afraid to take the risks that are necessary. Well, I think he just thinks he's been loyal to Corey, and he thinks Corey's going to be loyal to him. I don't think he's – I think he wasn't afraid to take that risk on Cameron. You know, that was a big move. That was a big shot. Yeah. But And he knew he'd have support of the house. I think the – I don't know why, and even though America hasn't won anything, I think people are a bit afraid of her coming after them and getting an army. Well, and that's what Bowie had even said. Bowie's just like, no, America will come after me. And uh, – but Cam knew how to manipulate. See, the thing is, is because a lot of people say Bowie Jane's not smart, so that's why it was easy for Cam to do what he did, or for Jag to do what he did. Yeah. Jag can't manipulate people that are dumber, that are smarter than him. No. Everybody in that house, except for Bowie and Blue, are smarter than him. All right, who are we going on now? I don't know. You're the one hosting the show. I tried to. Well, I was trying. I said the name, but then you went off on a different topic. Matt, did we give Matt a rating or no? I don't. Th- I didn't think we got the Matt yet. All right, then let's talk about Matt. Of, he's the most li- he's the most likable person left in the house. Yes, and give him a nine. I would probably say a nine too. Yeah, I go a nine. His win equity is pretty high. Unless he gets clipped, if like him and Jag go up and Jag wins a veto or something, I see Matt going the long haul. All right, Mama. He's been he's my favorite since day one. Ah, uh, as far as Mama, as far as Mama Fee goes, I think. I mean, I would love to see her go far in this game. I just don't know how much further she can go. She would have to win stuff. He's been on the block like three straight weeks. Yeah. 
I'll get. I'll give her a four. I'm giving her a six. She survived. I'm giving her a six too. She's surviving the block. With her little mustard seed, she survived. Yeah. All right, that's all. Almost went home was when the the corn went home, but he somehow didn't go home. That's all of them. I believe that's all of them. That should be the the crazy eight right there. Yeah. Do you want me to give the standings real quick? Yes, for our draft and for our fantasy big brother, go ahead. Okay. Um, Daniel, you're you're currently winning with thirteen. That's still pending. That's including the HOH this week. Um, Doug, you're you're um, behind me, minus ten. And I'm minus 14. Karen's minus one, pending. And Fabio is at zero. This camera went home. So I'm winning again. Yes. <sighs> Jesus Christ. I know who knows Cam this. If Cameron didn't go home, you and Bobby would probably be close. Hey. <laughs> I guess not. All right. You I mean, I only have one left. One person left with Sharon. <laughs> Sharon's still kicking. Uh, you ready to get into this? Yeah. Top yes, ten big brother hot takes. Who wants to start? Oh, uh, I'll right, start. Go ahead. No, Doctor Evil's going first. All right, Ducky. All right. All right. Matt should have won BB twelve. Or at least yeah, sort of I agree with that. Yeah, Matt, uh, you know. The one that made up the lie about his wife? Yeah. And here's the reason why. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like he was the best competitor out of all of them. He was a good way to start. Yeah. He was a good competitor. He's, he's the best competitor. I mean, he was definitely more useful than that jackass Enzo. Yeah. Uh, who, to be honest with you, Enzo probably should have been the first one evicted. Because Enzo, Enzo is about as useful as uh, – Enzo is actually about as useful as fucking Bowie Jane was up until her HOH. There you go. Okay. Matt, you know, I don't know, like, if he was really, like, part of the brigade or not, but he won the majority of their competitions. They clipped him way too fucking early. Yeah, I was about to say, he didn't even make get to that final four with them like they wanted. No. Like, they clipped him. And they were going to clip him the week before if he didn't have that power. Yeah. They clipped him way too early. because I mean, and I know they were able to kind of, like, manipulate uh, Brittany and, and all that. You know, Brittany and Brendan and all that bullshit. Yeah. But, like, Matt, to me... Hayden, I, I just Hayden, Lane, and Enzo, like the brigade. Yeah, but Matt was never—he was kind of always an expendable member of the brigade. Yeah, and yeah, I guess he could have, but if he could have really got Brittany and Reagan together and took a stand, then maybe. But he couldn't get that, so. Well, yeah, because he never even really tried, because he thought he was a member of the brigade. If he would have realized, okay, these three 
idiots are no good motherfuckers. Yeah. Which is what every, at least that's what I realized while watching this. Exactly. Uh, then, because I believe he could have outsmarted all of them. Because yep. uh, Enzo, Enzo's IQ is about the same as, uh, is about as high as the uh, fingers on somebody's hand who only has a thumb. All right. So not that high. Enzo is a fucking moron. Yeah. Okay. Why Cody decided in BB22 to ruin his friendship with Nicole to take that dipshit, you know, I have no fucking clue. But, you know, it's already basically been decided that, you know, Cody is a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. If you don't believe me, listen to his podcast. And the fact that he still hangs out with that other dipshit. Uh, Matt and Lane. Oh, we'll get to him. Lane was funny. Lane was funny. Hayden is he's one. Hayden is one of those winners to where it's just like, how the hell did you end up winning? Yeah, but he he won some counts when he needed. He let you know uh, Matt kind of carried the brigade and then take him out when he needed to. Yeah. Hayden played a. A noteworthy game in his own right. I bet with the competitions, but he was kind of like his social game wasn't always the best. And he got taken out. He was kind of sneaky. Yeah. But I see what you're talking about. All right. Eric, you're next. My, mine kind of goes with along with uh, Doug's um, number 10. I think the brigade, the brigade wasn't the great alliance that a lot of people think they were. So basically on what I'm saying, they, they were an overrated um, alliance. Um, yeah. I don't think Enzo was that great. Lane was just there. Aiden is, I, I think he's just blah. And Matt was the genius of that group. Yeah, but the genius got clipped. I don't know. I'd have to disagree with both of you because... Uh, any group that can get to, like, the final, like, three like that, like they did. Like, the brigade, it was just uh, expertly, they ran the house the whole time, even through Rachel's terror and her being a great competitor. They had good competitors to go against and good social players. And they I don't know. I just, I just think they backdoored their way into, into their success. Like, it's one of those things. It's kind of like, they kind of use a wrestling reference. It's kind of like the way Norman Smiley used to win his hardcore matches. Okay. Which is usually by accident. Yeah, I really think that's how the brigade were. I think the brigade dominated this game accidentally. It didn't seem like it for they me got in lucky. the diary room. It didn't seem like it in the diary room when people won HOHs and they had to maneuver around it. Even when Brittany won HOH, there was no reason her buddy Matt should have went home, but he did because the brigade wanted it. Yeah, well, again, this is unpopular opinion. Yeah, I say, so. yeah. It's not on your list for a reason. Yeah, and it's on a podcast because we're supposed to talk about it, Dr. Evil. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ready for mine? Yeah. Paul yes. was never robbed. He deserved to lose both times, Paul, Abraham, and them. Well, or they, they, I don't, I don't want to fuck that up. They and them, the pronouns. But they never deserved to catch a W. I think Nicole played a better game in 18, and, uh, she completely 
her strategy of getting with strong dudes and having them take her far or far like uh, she did with Polly and Cody or Corey, and uh, even that she did with Hayden in the year uh, or two years prior, and uh, what she did with uh, Cody Calafiri and shit and uh, twenty two. Yeah. Like, that was her always her strategy, and it took her far in the end. And she still won HOAs just when she needed to and made big moves. And uh, I think Nicole, you know, deserved to beat Paul. And I think Josh, with his revolutionary of using the goodbye messages to get people on, on his side, and uh, even by using blobs and being a character, uh, Paul did run the house and he did run the show and he was the puppet master. But if you don't have the social game to have good jury management to come up with that, I don't think you deserve to win the game. So I don't think they were necessarily right. And here, here's the thing about, about Paul. Uh, and I'll be careful how I, uh, and, and, you know, obviously I'll also be careful how I, uh, how I address them too. Because you know you don't want to really get tangled into that. Although he, he's got a beard. So, uh, but Paul, what like when they came in the house, uh, when they came in the house, everybody was so drawn to Paul because. Paul had been on the season before. That's the only reason why everybody was listening to Paul. Yeah. It's because they were kind of starstruck. It's like, all right, Paul's a vet. You know, Paul won, uh, you know, was a runner-up the year before. So let's let's listen. Yeah, he was like a messiah. There was like a God-level loyalty that they had to him. Yeah. They never turned at all, not once throughout the season. But I also think it's because, you know, Cody and Jess had no social game. Yeah. They were an easy parade yeah. to talk about. Right. Like, again, like with, with here, if Cam were, if Cam had a better social game, don't you think everybody would have listened to him? Yes. Yeah. Cam did not have a social game. Cody and Jess did not have a social game. Paul did. Yeah. All right. Jag and Matt. Look at that. Jag and Matt do. All right. Just like just like Paul did. That's why nobody listened to Cam. Nobody listened to Cody and Jess. So was Paul robbed? Not necessarily. I, well, actually, one of my hot takes takes later on has to do with season eighteen. But I'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless we do a part two, then I'll do. Then I'll get to it next week. Uh, I think, I think they weren't robbed. I really don't, because that he, they might have like showed a social game with that, but you got to make people comfortable going on the way out. Dan always found a way to do it. People need to look at you with a million bucks. I mean, he couldn't do it on fourteen, but. If they can't, if they can't have enough respect for you to give you them their vote, then you're not really the great big brother player that you claim to be. In my head, at least. Exactly. Look at Monty. As good of a game as he can play, it couldn't get him votes. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, my turn. Yeah. Number nine. All right. Eric should have told America to screw themselves in BB-8. <laughs> Here's the Thank thing, you. and I know necessarily he was he was America's player, right? Yeah. Yes. Now, if he would not have done what they asked him to do, especially with uh, evil penis, yeah, then it just he would not have won, right? Yeah, he wouldn't have won as much money as he did. Okay, well, so you can either walk away with the money that America's paying you because it was like eighty thousand or something. He did pretty good, but or you could tell America to go fuck themselves. Get rid of the best player in the house, and then win five hundred thousand. Yeah. So, in my opinion, five hundred thousand is a lot better than keeping some jackass who's just gonna burn some other girl with a cigarette. Yeah. Fuck you, America. And I'm, this would be what I would tell him: Fuck you, America. Yeah. I would pull my pants down in the die room and be like, "Go ahead, America, give it a kiss." Fuck you. Uh, That, in my opinion, I don't know, pulling the pants down or whatever. Uh, You need to say it. Yeah. (laughs) But that's (laughs) basically, America should have just been told to go to hell when they said, oh, no, you have to say dick. Fuck you. We're finally getting rid of him. He's a hemorrhoid on on the ass of the BB house. We're getting him the fuck out of here. Fuck you. Yeah. All right. Eric, what's your number nine? Jesse is a better player than Jeff. Slash, you should have won season 11. I, I don't Jesse, disagree. Jesse I, he got fucked with the twist. I don't disagree. Yeah, they screwed him over he with got that. Fucked, uh, he got fucked over. <laughs> by that yeah, stupid he, twist. He was running the house before the Kutita, for sure. I think he was on his way to winning that game. I mean, it was still early, but he was doing very well. And they had to, Jeff would have had to get in the power or something, but it was looking like Russell was going to get out of Jesse's hair, and then Jesse could continue to make moves. Uh, I don't know. I don't know uh, if Jeff would have gone as far and had it successful. Jesse could have clipped him out next week. Who knows? But uh, it definitely, he definitely, I don't know if he should have won because of how early he got clipped, but I definitely, if I'm doing a top 10 or top five list of people that got screwed over by twists, he's on there. Jesse should, he played a way better game than he did the year before. And he really should have did. And he, and he kind of got fucked over by America. Which, well, which you know, that's what happens when you give America power. Though. Yeah, that, that, and and that's the thing, and that's one of the reasons why, like you know, I say now it's just like, all right, why not just let America, you know, vote on vote on the winners and all that. Yeah, but you look at like the coup d'état, and then you look at you know what they did. They handed Evil Dick the money. Yeah. So. You can't give anybody any power. I personally think, and this is, this would never fly, but I personally think that they should have done, that they should do Big Brother the way WWE did that 2011 season of Tough Enough. You have a BB commissioner, you have somebody in charge that says, all right, 
fuck you, you're going home this week. Yeah. You know, like Stone Cold Steve Austin used to told the, the kid in Tough Enough. Yeah. You call him the BB commissioner and... He picks one each week. Yeah, and then each week, like, they do, like, a bunch of challenges or whatever. You know, mental, physical, whatever the fuck. Yeah. All right? The BB commissioner oversees it. Eviction night. He picks the top three. They make a pitch to him. Or he picks the bottom three. They make a pitch to him as to why they need to stay. He listens to him, and then he says, you know, or it could be a, or it could be a she. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who it is. <laughs> but that person, but then they look at the person they're going to evict, be like, you blow now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be Julie Ken. Could be funny. Yeah. To me, and, and that actually should be a, it should be on my list of unpopular opinions. Yeah, that's stupid. But, <laughs> yeah. but to me, that should be because People are, when you leave a decision in the hands of a group of people, whether it be 10 house guests or whether it be 50 million fans, they're going to fuck up because people are Mm -hmm. stupid. So just give it to one person that is a complete, that are, just give it to one person that's a complete moron. Yeah. And just let them, because that 2011 season of Tough Enough that Steve Austin did, that was the best season of Tough Enough they ever did. It was fun. Okay, so. Yes, it was. So, if anybody is listening to this show, which you probably shouldn't, you should probably have better time on your hands uh, from CBS, do that next season. All right, my turn. That was Eric's. I like that idea, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's. It would be fun for a whole different show. Yeah. Uh, my number nine, and it kind of branches off yours. You're breathing heavier. <laughs> I'm getting a little excited here. My number nine, and it kind of branches <laughs> on yours a little bit, and even on that one. And this is a very unpopular opinion slash hot take. I think season nine is better than season eight. I don't think season eight is kind of regarded as like a top ten season, and I don't think it is. I think it's kind of trash. And I think, like, Evil Dick fighting for his daughter's, like, love and stuff, that was a cool storyline. But season nine had better stuff, in my opinion. I think James, Crazy James, could go down as one of the better underdogs in the history of the show. And him kind of being backs against the wall, everybody hating him. You talk about cockroaches. And that's another one. That's a Cam. That's a Frank. Like that, it's in that category of guy, and that's always a fun scenario to watch. Adam, even though he got into his stuff after, it was kind of fun, kind of watching him maneuver his way, be a goofball in the house, and kind of, you know, uh, play his game. And it was a pretty good game. I, uh, I gotta tell you, I yeah. I got a major crush on Sheila. Yeah, <laughs> like, like Sheila, like I know the single like, mom. Yeah, she was 45? like she was like what forty five at the time. Yes. So right now she's got to be. She's got to be 60s, right? Yeah. I'm sure she's a very doable 60s. <laughs> she was, and she was a lot of drama oh, hilarious gosh. and her hating Adam and, and the whole couple's twist at first. And that first few weeks was a little rough, but it was fun, you know, to kind of see it like be a different show for a little bit and then get back to Big Brother. And I thought Matt was a fun, interesting villain and him and James and their little feud. And there's just a lot of stuff about that season I think is very watchable and fun. I think Sharon's one of the more underrated people in the show. And Natalie was not the Natalie was a fun, like interesting type, different old school villain. Like, like just the way she, like, I love God. I love, like, I would never do anything bad. Like, she was just always so loud and annoying, and 
Like, and that tiebreaker, like, it just had good – like, there was two tiebreakers on that season in the same couple. Matt got taken out in the one, and then Natalie got taken out. After Natalie just said she's loyal to the boys and not Sheila, and then Sheila had to make the decision. And yeah. like, well, you just told me to fuck off, so fuck you. Yeah. And it was just – there was so much good gameplay during that yep. season. I think Sharon – and Sharon getting screwed over in the final four with that because a gerbil is not a fucking pre-existing relationship, damn it. Yeah. Or not a pre-existing – yeah, a, a gerbil – it, that HOH comp where Sharon got the question wrong and Ryan won HOH in that final four when, and Sharon eventually went home in that final four week when they said the question she lost on was what other existing relationship besides Ryan and his and Jen. And then, yeah, yeah. Besides that was in the house and, and she said there wasn't any, he said there was, and then they counted the gerbils. The, the house gerbils that they were in the house because they were brother and sister. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Oh. So Sharon got taken out on a technicality, but the, it, it has fun stuff like that even. And Ryan was kind of a, a, a good villain. Like, even though he tried to be a good guy, he didn't really own it. But uh, that team Christ and shit was just kind of fucking, oh, my God. Uh, I, there was a lot of good stuff about that season. And I thought season eight was very overrated. Yep. I don't agree with anybody. I, I don't think if – Eric plays his own game. He wins. I think he's very overrated. Yes, he ran the house in a way, but that's because it was so easy with Dick. I think if Dick goes home, I think Dustin or somebody else might outmaneuver Eric anyway. I don't think Eric is that great. And I don't th- – and I think – Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know, and that's a hot take in its own. But I don't think like – and him being America's bitch throughout that season kind of put – a sour taste in my mouth through the season. And it doesn't feel like a big brother season where there's strategy and people, it feels like one dude doing America's betting. Right. And a lot of the cast, even though season nine is considered a likable cast, I think the cast is better than season eight. So. Yeah. I I actually did watch it. I did enjoy watching BB nine over BB eight. Yeah. I know that's an incredibly, Unpopular opinion and hot take, but yeah. that's why we had this. Season nine on my list too. Later, later on. Number eight for me. Yeah, you and me, Daniel. We we both like season nine. We're like one of the few, probably under a hundred people that like it. I know. It's underrated. Yeah, it's not the worst season like people yeah. think it is. Oh God, no. Oh, no. I'm gonna. I'm going to give my opinion on uh, what Me too. a couple of the worst seasons are. Me too. Go ahead. Uh, eight. Number eight for me, if James would have followed through on voting out Vanessa, he would have won BB-17. Ooh. If he would have went with Becky and her plan? Yeah. Because he was the best competitor left in there. You think he would have socially and strategically outmaneuvered everybody? Yeah. He was a likable house guy. He, he was very likable. He won America's favorite that year, for Christ's sake. Yeah. I I think that, and this goes back to, you know, being a pussy. And I think it was more just like, you know, and again, like, I really, him, him Vanessa, butted heads. Yeah. All right. Everybody saw that Vanessa was, you know, running the game. Johnny Mac and Becky had this plan. They could have followed through on it. 
Yeah, and Becky's one of those underrated ones where she kind of had the task of going up against a really good player like Vanessa, so Becky kind of gets lost in the shadows of the conversation because she lost to Vanessa. Yeah. And James was an integral part of that, but Vanessa just won him over over Becky, and he thought Becky, he was doing Becky's bidding, even though he was, like, doing the best thing for the house by taking out a huge target. But, yeah, he screwed up. I completely agree. I think the game goes – I don't know if he wins, but it goes completely differently. If you take Vanessa out, a lot changes, and it opens up a lot. And I don't even know if Steve even gets as far anymore. Because I kind of look at it like this. Who took out Vanessa in that season? Steve. Okay. Who won Big Brother 17? Steve. All right. Steve. So, well, you, I'm walking away, so you better have more to say. So, uh, and I think if James would have done exactly what Steve had done, James, they would have looked at that like, okay, cool. You know, James deserves to win. I mean, just giving your vote and getting Megan and like getting people to vote and, and take out a big, that's Becky's resume. If that happens though. So that's a little different than Steve got to put a, a maneuver right on his resume. Right. Literally right away going into like a, the, the final two. Yeah, That's a little different. You're just voting at, at that point. James doesn't get that same recognition of, oh, you took – and that's a lot earlier, so Vanessa doesn't do more of her stuff like convincing Julia not to do – or to take on Austin in the veto and shit. So I don't think that move means as much at at that point, and I think it's more of Becky's move than it is James. But I do see what you're saying. I think he could still have a route. James is a better competitor than Becky. Yeah, and he could still have a route to the win, but he can't get there and say, I took out Vanessa, because I don't think that move means as much if it's not in the final three. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right, Eric, what's your number eight? It's going to be a really hot take, and I think Doug's going to like it. Um, Andy from season 15 is a better player and better winner than Derek. I think he played a better game. In his season, Derek did in his season. There was better players in season 15 than there was in season 15. So I think, like, because Andy, I don't know, did he make his way on the block? I forget. I forget if he made his way on the block. But the way he played, I think, was better than what Derek did. Yeah, he was a he was a replacement nom when uh uh what's gonna call it? Uh when Alyssa was H O H and uh Amanda finally won something. Because they were gonna back she was gonna backdoor Amanda. She had Aaron and McRae up. Amanda won the veto. First time she had won anything all season. Yeah. And then Amanda uh so she took McRae off and then that's when she was doing like the pots and pans bullshit. And then she sent Andy, she's like, because Alyssa had pretty much said, hey, if Andy, uh, if Alyssa, if uh, Amanda pulls McRae off the block, I'm putting Andy up. Because she knew that, she yeah. kind of figured that Andy was kind of close with them. Yeah. Uh, and so she's like, well, I'm going to put them up. So then Amanda told Andy, he's like, look, just be sympathetic with her so you don't go up 
and Alyssa knew that Andy was kind of being fake, <laughs> so yeah. she put him up anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and I just enjoyed Andy's season more than than Dave's. I agree, and I think well, and I have stuff on it, it, all this pretty much, it, so I don't want to say too much because I have all this on my list in a certain way and my opinions differ on whether I agree with you or not. But I I do think that Andy is a better winner than Derek. If I'm making a winner list and I'm ranking them all, Andy is higher than Derek. I think Andy has one of the more underrated strategic games of all time and his floater like strategy and like playing all sides and like when he won HOH and everybody is cool with him and everybody thinks that he's on their side. He's just, he played a really good strategic game. And uh, Derek did too, only, but I don't know. The only Derek, reason he doesn't get recognized as one of the best players to have ever play is because of what happened in that season. And we'll get to that later. It's season 15 is probably in my top three. Season 16 or 15? I'm um, in 15. But, uh... All right, my turn. Yeah. My number eight, and it's kind of on something like that. Uh, Season 16 was not boring. I don't care what anybody says, and I don't disagree with what you just said about Derek. And even though he probably deserved to win this, and I don't – I got opinions on him and Cody later on my list too. But season 16, yeah. no matter, even if it was a steamroll or not, that was an entertaining, fun season with great characters. You had lovable darlings. Oh, yeah, like it was Stephanie. still an entertaining season. It was entertaining. I'm not saying it wasn't. Even if strategically you kind of knew and it was a bit predictable at times, it was still fun to see the order, like when people left and like when Zach was finally taken out and when they got Frankie out and like – and when they finally like shut down Beast Mode Cowboy and all those characters like Beast yeah. Mode fucking in his crazy arrogance and Frankie and his flamboyance and Zach being one of the better top five best diary room guys of all time, uh, right up there with Brittany yeah. and Mama Felicia now. Uh, he fucking Zach made that season entertaining. He made it I so entertaining, that. and Donnie was a lovable underdog to root for. Devin was a fun blow up early on in the game who thought he was the rock so bad and it was fun watching him try to run the house and then fall flat. There was just a lot of fun. So even Joey, a first boot was kind of fun and showed personality. I thought everything about that season, it's an entertaining watch. It's, I think actually after season 20, when you gave me the CBS thing, uh, I fucking, that was the first season you ever watched. That was the second, after season 20, because I watched season 20 live with you guys right when I got into it. But the first one I binged all the way through was season 16. And to me, I can still go and do the same thing any day. And when I got uh, sick uh, a couple years ago, uh, and I was home from work, and I I put on Big Brother 16, and I watched that one again, and that's what got me back. And then I binged all the seasons over again. So I watched that season twice before I watched all the seasons. So that's still like one of my favorite seasons, and I think it is like underrated. Huh? That's one close to your heart because that's your like first full season you watch. Yeah, and I saw it a couple times. As, and to me, I can always go back, and it has rewatch quality to me. So whether people like Derek or not, and whether my personal opinions on Derek, and that comes up later in my list, I still think this season was one of the more entertaining seasons, and it's not. 
it's not my top five seasons, but it's definitely not in the worst seasons or most boring seasons. I think you can put an on an episode and be entertained any day of the week. Yep, I agree with that. Yeah, I do too. You even had like good like villains like Christine and shit. So. Oh yeah, she. Yeah. She's one of the, I think she's one of the better villains, but and it's the season when Franzel was likable. All right, Doug, what's your number yeah. seven? This will we'll probably do a part one tonight. No. Oh yeah, no, I I I'm down with that. All right, all right, number seven. Christmas should have med- been medically disqualified in BB19. <laughs> and and here's one hundred and ten percent agree. <laughs> Eric agrees. Well, he also didn't like Christmas. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's Halloween more, guy. He's on my top two hated players of all time for me. Yeah. And she could probably kick your ass. But, uh, like. I don't give a shit. <laughs> he said kiss his ass, Doug. Yeah. Fuck you. Uh, you bum piece of shit. There we go. <laughs> thanks for interpreting. No problem. Uh, but, all right, so she breaks her foot, right? And so that technically means she's not really going to be able to do any of the, you know, physical competitions or anything like that, which or like the endurance competitions or whatever the fuck. I mean, she could do the mental competitions and she got she got picked for quite a few vetoes, right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay. One, one. They let her or something. That was an AKOH that they let her win or something. Well, yeah, she won the veto where it was like you had to run down the thing. It's the one thing that she shouldn't have won. It's like the the marathon race and you can't jump or you get disqualified. And Paul had it to where everybody jumped on purpose so they could throw it to Christmas so they could get what they want that week. Okay. So even though Christmas could couldn't even really walk. She fucking won the one where it's like a running athletic physical competition. <laughs> it was funny yeah. as fuck. But you break your foot. It's determined that you can't do a lot of the competitions. Yeah. So you're done. I agree. You're done. Yeah. I, I agree. You survivor in a challenge, you would have been, you would have been out, out, yeah. out of there. But it's, I, I don't know, like what they had, or. Like, I don't know why, like, the rule wasn't, uh, why the rule didn't apply to her or whatever, but, and I know she was an integral part of the game. She was. But, yeah, no. If you break your foot, I mean, if that meant that, because I know Jason actually had something to do with her foot breaking, right? Yeah. All right, if that means you got to boot his ass too, boot him too. Boot him for, for breaking her foot. I don't care, but... Her being in that competition when she could not do a fucking thing, which, again, it's not really any fault of hers. But she but... could still do the trivia. If anything, isn't it a disadvantage to her? Isn't it impressive she got to the final three? Or do you think it's because she couldn't be a comp B, so she never really got put up, so she got carried? I, I think she got carried. Okay. I do think that when she came back for All-Stars, even though that was a shitty season, I think we got to see more of what she could do. Yeah. Although the yeah. only thing she really did was Memphis. Yes. Yeah. Memphis <laughs> and they piss off Davon. Yeah. All right, Eric, your turn. Number seven. This might not be a really hot take, but 
And the one I'm going to say is one of my favorite players, but Minasa is a better player than Janelle. I think she's a better user player. Janelle is a better physical in uh, competition, but I think Vanessa is a smarter game player. I'm not going to talk on this. I know Janelle went to the final three two times. I think both are, I think both are all that. A bit. But I think Vanessa is kind of underrated in the sense that he probably should have won that season 17. But got taken out by Steve, who was a smart player, by taking him out because he knew that Vanessa would win that season. To be, to be honest with you, I would love to see the two of them do, like, a season together because I think Vanessa is the brains and Janelle would be the brawn because Janelle was really good at competitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And I also think they look an awful lot alike. So they could actually uh, yeah. they could actually play twins in a lesbian porn movie. Uh, oh my god! But uh, uh, I, I, I love both players. Those two are probably one of my two favorite females of all time. Yeah. I mean, I I was not really a fan of Janelle. I mean, I thought Janelle was hot, but I was more of a fan of Vanessa because I felt like she played the game better. Yeah. Which is why, like, yes. I think they were stupid not to get rid of her when they had the chance. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree. I do, like I said, I think both are a bit overrated. I think Janelle is just a really good competitor. And I think Vanessa, as she ran the house a lot, and she made a lot of great strategic moves, but a part of it is being low key Very emotional. and not just being, if you make yourself too big of that target and too big to where you are the greatest female player in the game, you're going to get clipped. And that's exactly what happened. So you, uh, I mean, yes, she played really good that season, but she also played too good to where Steve noticed and the best players don't play that good all the time. You know, like, so, like, Dan got t- took into the final two. He didn't win that one, but still, he got took in there. Yeah. Uh, it's just, th- that's just how I see it. But I-, I I agree that maybe she is better than Chanel. I don't know. I'd have to really think about it. All right, my number seven. June Sung is a top five winner of all time. I can actually see that, though. I'd even say top three. That I, I can agree with. To me, she's top three. And she's uh, the best female winner of all time. Because for me, it goes Dan Wilher. I I can see that. I mean, personally, I don't know. Like, because and here's here's actually a hot take. I didn't put on I didn't put on the list. You're gonna say Will's ass. <laughs> I was not a fan of Doctor Will, and like I get it. Like he's a uh, they call him a Big Brother legend and all that. They call him a Big Brother legend because he won the second season. He won the second season, and honestly, like, the season that kind of established the game. But also, like, Boogie, to me, is one of the worst winners of all time, and that was a... We'll get to him. That was a Will carry. Even though Will didn't win anything, that was a Will Will strategic carry. Will would call the shots, and Boogie would follow. So it just, it felt like if Boogie, if Will could have made it past that Final Four, Janelle didn't get vengeful on him, he's winning that game. 
It just feels like every time I've seen him play, I've seen him be the smartest guy in the room. So it's hard for me not to give him. I see what you're saying, and I don't always I, want to think he's the best, but it's hard for me to not think that he's a genius. I don't know. I just think Chilltown is one of the most overrated alliances. Now I didn't put that on my list. But they, they might be, I but agree they had, they might be, but they had some killers in season seven, and they beat every single one of them. Yeah. So besides Janelle, they, but I think Mike Willie's the, overrated. He is overrated. But to me, Chilltown was very successful. So if my boogie's overrated, then yes. one of them has to be the one of the greatest. Yeah, and that's well. Well, but here's yeah. the thing, though, about that. Yeah, they had some like yes, they beat Daniel Reyes, and you know that was like the one of the best to never win. Exactly, and she, that's why she's going to win that tournament that's going on on YouTube right now. Exactly. Uh but look at the season six line. You're going to get my feelings on one of them later on in, in the list. But, uh, you know, you have Howie, who is a sexual harassment case waiting to happen. Yeah. You have James, who's a low-key mastermind. A low-key mastermind who also thinks Janelle is one who would rather just uh, uh, strap a $20 bill to Janelle's collar and call her a cab and wish her the best of luck. Yeah. Uh, and then you have... K-Star, who I'll get them later, but so like that season, like season six, which was supposed to be like a dominant alliance because you had four people from that season. Well, because Janelle could win and K-Star won sometimes and James won one, so they were dominant that season. But Chilltown maneuvered every single one and they would get people to get their friends out. They got Erica to get one of her best friends out, Danielle. They got fucking Janelle to get one of her best friends out, Marcel. Will told everybody he hated them and they kept them. They just, they're one of those duos that they masterminded the whole house. And they could never win, so they had the stigma that they sucked, which is what Corey is kind of doing. That's why Cam keeps calling Corey Dr. Will, and he gets mad, but he's not completely wrong. There's shades of it there, because he can't win a fucking thing, but somehow he gets his way. That's what Will did. Will maneuvered through every situation. He never had power, and he always well, found a way to get but like, my, This isn't my – we're talking about June, and I don't want to take – I don't want to take away from her, because this is her spot. Right. She is one of the greatest to ever play. Yeah, no, I – I agree yes. with that. And and she uh, in season four and an X's twist and one of the craziest like scenarios with G and having that secret alliance and then clipping him when she needed to when it was convenient for her. And then making that final two with Allison who no one was ever gonna vote for and then getting that win. She like she had everything ready to go and played out and all the scenarios ran and she was always going to win that game. And June had, is the best floater of all time. Yeah. Like Andy has shades of her game and I, Andy's a great winner, but June to me is always like the superior Well, I know. And yep. like, and I understand the will hot take and, but this is the June spot and, and June is like n- number three to me. And to me, and I guess to you, she should be number two, but yeah. June is like, a fucking real deal. If there's an all-winter season like she wants, put her on like she wants because she deserves it. She is one of the greatest to ever play this game. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree with that. 100% agree. Yeah. You want to go on your number six? Yeah. And then we'll all do our number sixes and then, and then cut, right? Yeah. Yeah, about five next week. All right. Uh... 
Oh, I could get in trouble for this. Uh-oh. The racist remarks cost Aaron BB-15. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes. Oh, my God. I don't want to talk about this too much. But, yeah, but she's... Well, a- let me just say that because, again, we were basing off unpopular opinions, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> my... Here, here's my thing. He was one of the better better competitors in this season. That's a fact. But she was also uh, she was also a fucking bitch. <laughs> also a fact. Okay. And if she would have just kept her fucking mouth shut and not like listened to people like that douchebag Jeremy or that even or, or that dipshit Gina Marie. Okay. It's like I can't believe I ever liked Gina Marie. I, I don't think Liz you like too. Gina Marie. I, I liked her that. I don't know why. So. I was she, an she's idiot. got an okay edit towards the end. But she it it's not listening to people. She was a piece and made terrible remarks. Those yeah. other people did too, but she was always usually the catalyst. She was a bad person and that made her social game well, terrible. Well, and that's why what you're saying is correct. Well what I mean by listening, I mean Basically, like, instead of listening to the people that were telling her, you should not be saying this stuff, she listened to those two jackasses who were telling her that she's right with what she's saying and that, you know, she's good people. That's what I mean by listening to them. If she would have listened to somebody like Amanda, who was no saint herself, but she also no. knew. Yeah, but I think we should make it more like she should have just listened to him. Like, but Amanda made mistakes herself. But it's also just don't you know right from wrong. Yeah, it's not you don't. It's not listening or like you even if twenty one year old whatever how young and stupid you know not to say shit like that was malicious mean stuff. She wasn't like a, a stupid fucking whatever Luke did and we're not going to talk about the gravity of that but she was being a fucking terrible person that, that's what I'm saying is that like because I do think another one of my hot takes is the reason why she got clipped when she did is because production finally had a I personally think and I don't know if this is truth or not again this is a hot take this might be an unpopular opinion I think production went to her or went to Alyssa and said I know you want McRae and Amanda out of here. Amanda makes your life a living hell. But we're tired of getting the phone calls about Aaron. Maybe they so did. get rid of her. Maybe they did, but Alyssa hated her too, so who knows? Yeah. I, I, well, again, that's you asked us to come up with hot takes and unpopular opinions. There we go. <laughs> I came up with one. Yeah. And that's because that is one that I personally do believe. I believe that if she would have not said the shit she said. It's just hard to say because now you're now we're saying like and it is a hot take and I'm not saying anything but now we're saying like if someone had a completely different personality they would have won Big Brother. That's what you're saying. Yes. And and I don't and okay maybe she was a good competitor I'll give you that but she was a terrible person and she never was going to win Big Brother and she only got as far as she did because she could win. But she was a terrible person that said terrible things and treated people terribly and bullied people and made people cry. And she was just a, a, a scumbag in that house. Whatever person she is now. And I just, I don't like to like totally judge people on their personalities. This is why this is a weird one. But she, she didn't, she was a complete monster in the house. Yeah, and, no, and I, I if she wasn't that. a monster, maybe she would have gone farther. That, that, that's but, all, that's but, all I'm saying. Yeah, and I'm not disagreeing, but that's it's to me it's a long reach. It's a hard to say because it's not like oh this is one move they made. 
It, it, like it's oh, not no, like she said me, one remark. Like I, she, I pulled I pulled this completely out of my ass. Yeah. Like I had to go. Like I I, I dug way the fuck up there. But uh, you know, in the and that's where her head is. Her head was up her ass. Yeah. But like, but no, that's what I personally because I do believe she was actually the best competitor in that she, season. She was. And I I feel like that if she were a completely different person. Yeah. Uh and, it, it, you know, it might not even just been production. I think, like, if she would have treated people different, and you could say that about a lot of people, Cam would still be in the house yeah. had he not said some of the stupid shit he said. Because Cam, it, it there was... There is, but there's just lines. Yeah. She is the ultimate worst, so it's kind of hard. Yeah. No, she I mean, Cam Cam never crossed yeah. lines that she, that she did. She is the bottom of the barrel when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. Her and like the the Justins and the from season two, like those are that's the bottom of the barrel as far as like personality flaws in the house. Yeah. Well, so, Justin's the one. He pulled a knife on somebody, didn't he? Yeah, he's the one. Would you care if I killed you right now? <laughs> Some shit like that. I think the worst part is I think the girl he was talking to said okay. Yeah, she didn't give a shit. She was thought it was hot, but yeah. All right, Eric, you're number six. I probably referenced this before on the show because. My dislike for her and her husband. Jordan is the worst Big Brother winner of all time. Ooh, my, my um, I think I've said that before. You're number I mean, six. I, mean, I know she had a good social game. Yeah, I'll say my number that, six right now. I, I don't think she did much, but ride, ride, um, death. But that's just you really need to pick a you really need to pick another term besides what you just said. You said all she did in that season was ride Jeff. Well, he's not wrong. No matter what you how you cook the fucking. I'm just saying. Like, but he's right either way. Yeah. Uh, I'll say my number six. I didn't mean in the sexual way, but okay. I know you didn't. I'll say my number six right now because it coincides with this, but it's a little different, which I think that Natalie deserved to be Jordan in season 11. <laughs> I think yeah, Natalie, I, to be I honest agree. with you, and as much as I don't like Natalie, yeah, uh, I thought she played an all right game for only winning a couple times and having ran the house and then having such a huge fall, kind of similar to where Ceri's at right now. Yeah. And, but being low key and getting with Kevin and starting another little alliance and manipulating Jeff to do that thing to Russell, like we were saying, and then like moving forward past that and clipping people. Like to me, she should have won over uh, uh, Jordan. And if she didn't, if they didn't find out that she wasn't actually 18 and stuff like that, if Lydia didn't really blow up her spot there, due to being a bitter jury member and just not liking Natalie, I think Natalie would have had a better shot. But Jesse and Lydia kind of turned on her. Well, here's another thing that kind of – what was the vote count? Do you remember? No. All right. Here's another thing, too. If Shima had not – That would have been a vote for Natalie. Exactly. That's true, too. So, like, if it would have been Shima voting and not America – and if Shima would have been in the jury house, I – you know, yes, Jesse and Lydia would be pissed off at her, but they'd also be – they would follow what Shima told them to do. Yeah. So I do yeah. think that I, – I do think that if things would have turned out a little different uh, and Shima would have gone out gracefully, although you really can't blame her for not. 
Yeah. Because she got fucked over and she's, I mean, but you do not, you know, throw a $250,000 microphone in a pool. I don't care how pissed you are. I don't care if you find out that your husband's fucking around with the secretary. Yeah. All right. But, and, and you're pissed off. But I agree with Jordan. I think or I agree with Eric that Jordan is not the best winner of all time. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> she is she probably... wouldn't even make – there's been, there's been how many winners? 20, yeah. 24, right? Yeah. She wouldn't even make top 25, and there hasn't been 25 winners yet. Yeah. I mean, even though she made it far both times she played, she was carried both times she played. Uh, even being social and like likable, I will give it to her. She had a decent social game and she was likable. But in season thirteen, she really wasn't, and she was kind of entitled and and she was kind of mean to the newbies and stuff. And she rubbed people like Kalila or or Kalia and Portia the say the wrong way. And the way she blew up at Shelly over the whole Jeff shit. Uh, I think. If anyone was to win, even though Jeff got the twist, it probably like Jeff was just a big target that got clipped, so Jordan kind of got Jeff's win. Yeah. Uh, and then he got America's favorite, so they got to get to be America's sweetheart. And, and good for Jordan, and you know she has her place in Big Brother history, but I don't think she is a good winner. I agree with Eric. I think she did not deserve. Her I, win. Kevin I and Natalie were both way more deserving. If Kevin, that Kevin's like another Vanessa type deal, to where if Jordan hadn't clipped, it, she kind of just got the resume moved for clipping. He's about as emotional as Vanessa. Exactly. Uh, uh, there's multiple people that should have won that over her. Yeah. No, I I, I can yeah. definitely agree with that, and I again, like I said. If Shima would have been in the jury, maybe, just maybe, uh, Natalie would have won that seat. And again, I don't, I did not like Natalie that much, but I will not disagree that she was a, because she knew how to manipulate. Yeah, and Jordan never, like, and not that winning's anything, but the one HOH, like, all the HOHs she won, Jeff basically threw to her, uh, except for, like, one of the, Part, or like the the final HOH, but she just to me she's not not that she's not a deserving winner, but she's not the best on. Yeah. I I completely agree, Eric. I mean, and like the, the thing is, is that like with, with Kevin and Natalie, like when they manipulated Jeff, it's really not that hard to outsmart Jeff. <laughs> Them outsmarting Jeff is about as easy as Eric Cartman outsmart outsmarting uh, Butters on South Park. Yeah. All right, because. Butters was gone. Hey. What? Oh. I think you're talking about me. Oh. 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 You I thought you said Eric. No, it was Eric Cartman on South Park. <laughs> you really uh-huh. need to okay. listen to the show as we're recording it. Oh, I heard it with my name, so I thought you were making a dab at me as usual. Yeah. No, Eric Cartman from South Park was very easily, is very easily able to out, out, uh, outsmart Butters and, you know, manipulate Butters. It's not that hard to do because Butters is gullible. Jeff in season 11 was gullible. Because yeah. also Jeff low-key, and I know a lot of people like him, so a lot of people are not going to like this. Jeff low-key is an idiot, according to... Also, to season 15 winner Andy, Jeff is also an asshole. Yes. How do people think that? That's not the popular opinion. Yeah, no, that's... uh, So, Andy will not be sending Jeff Christmas cards. All right. Mm -hmm. Do you want to wrap this up, fellas, or do we... 
chat bar. I, you know what? I, we'll do our five for one next week, right? Sounds good. I love you. I love you too. We love you. Love you guys. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>